Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. I hope you're doing well. I am. Had a game last night. MacArthur, Matt Evans, good game. I'm enjoying myself. Damn near died, but I came back. So, anyway, how are you guys doing out there? Here's something I was thinking about. Spotlights. You have X number of players at the table. You have to move that spotlight around sometimes. What if you What if you base an adventure on one of the characters? So the spotlight is mostly on them. Well, there's a there. You can do it. You can do it. You just have to be a little more vigilant than usual, because characters should come with plot hooks. And I'm not saying they have to have a detailed background or anything after they after they write them up or anything like that. But every player has an idea of how to play the character. Now, some players would rather just hack and slash. Some players would like to get into the role-playing. But every player plays a character a certain way. And if you pay attention from behind the screen, you, you can get a lot. You can get plot hooks out of that. My grandson plays his paladin different than my friend Carlos plays his purloiner or my friend Byron plays his magician. They're all distinct characters. And you can really, if you just keep watching them, you can really figure out what makes them tick and what kind of hook you can use to bait it. And, you know, this is this is not uncommon, but you can actually build a game around one player's character and still have everybody have a good time and be able to move the spotlight around a bit. See, here's the thing. you got to get the rest of the characters behind the one character whose who's focus it is. The two-year 5th edition game that I was in, there was a lot of... Fo- there was, I mean, everybody had a role, but my friend Garrett's character, he was a th- rogue or something, I can't remember what it was, but... A lot of it centered around him because he somehow he always got the short end of the stick. I don't I don't really all the short end of the stick. First of all, he was smart and he worked up his character so he was very, very good at what he did. But he had these things like he had a habit of getting charmed. And I think not once but twice we had to get rid of lycanthropy in him. He also managed to I forget what he did. He did something, some kind of oracle. He managed to write a book, which helped us get through the Tomb of Annihilation. It was a some kind of a chult book, and it was, and he he became like Strahd used to play him like a puppet, and I'm surprised we got to do what all we got to do. But at the same time, he had really good big big damn heroes moment. Everybody had a big damn heroes moment, but he had. He had some really good ones. He could really get the plot going. He could really follow it. And between him and Byron's paladin, 
it was it was a sight to behold. I'm not saying I wasn't. I'm not saying I was jealous or anything, because everybody it's it's like everybody knew their role. Everybody had a little shtick. For instance, Jimbo's character, I forget he was a cleric, and he had this he had he had this magic hammer where it was a I forget what he does, but he had a spirit living inside. It was spirit of an old this old West gunfighter. And he would come out every once in a while and do stuff. And he had and the DM the DM had a chart that he made what would happen when every time he called him out. So that was there. Me, I was pretty much Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, but at the same time, I had my I had my barbarian smarts with me. And also, I my character worshipped a bear totem, a bear god. And near the end of the, the series, the bear god decided to bless me with lycanthropy so I could turn into a werebear once in a while. I We wrote it out. I went with the DM. We wrote it out. This is what he's like as a bear. This is what he's like as a human. So And, we, and I try not to abuse it. You know, every time something happens, I turn into a bear. No, I don't want to do that. Because Groke was interesting as he was. And Gage, my grandson, he went through a couple of characters because they had a habit of dying. But he finally came up with the Shadow Monk that he really... First, he had a samurai, which was fun. But he, he got killed in the Tomb of Annihilation. Then he came up with the, sh- the Shadow Monk. Th- that was very good at what he did. And he was a boon. So everybody got their shtick and the story, but 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 Garrett's character seemed to be kind of the focal point of it. Him with with Byron also because he was a leader type. But we all it was almost like Doc Savage and his crew or Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Everybody has their specialty. Everybody got a little bit of the spotlight, but Gareth was like the focal point. Gareth with with uh, Byron was the focal point. And you can do that, and if you do it the right way, like this, the the players will go along with you. So what you have to do, if you're going to pick out somebody who has a really good backstory, who has some plot hooks that you want to develop into a story, then pick that character. You don't necessarily have to say, hey, I'm going to do this as your character, but just do it and make sure the rest of the players have something to do all the time. Either something they want to follow up on, they have their own little stories. Usually their stories are not as involved as the main characters, but they support the main character. They get their big damn heroes moment in support of this character because it's usually in a group fight or something like that. So that's what you have to do in order to to move that. I mean, most games you shift the spotlight around because it's a group thing. But sometimes you come up, you get a player character who has such a good... It's so tempting to do stories with this. You don't want to pass it up. And done right, it can be an awful lot of fun. I mean, it can be a blast. So take that advice. I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about anything else or this or anything, drop me a line at oldmangrognar or gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail at Anchor. And we are monetized to as little as 99 cents a month. You too can support this program. And I would thank you and thank you again, Jonathan and Oliver, for supporting my program. I appreciate it. You guys are great. So until I see you next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.